date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Peggy, good morning. Sharon, hi. (laughs) We're on episode 48. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling good. Really, we are two from 50. Can you believe it? Uh, It's crazy. It's Thank crazy. you, everyone, for listening. Yes, we Thank so appreciate so it. Thank you so much. We've been having so much fun, and, and, and I, I've heard so many good things about people that are getting stuff out of the podcast, and that makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. No, it's, yes, we appreciate the feedback, too. So much. All right. Today, we are taking this chance to review a whole lot of subjects and put it into one podcast. So if you are spinning your wheels and dating and you can't figure out what is going on today, we are going to talk about why you're dating. What is your why? You know, they do this all the time in business. They say, you need to figure out what's your why, to figure out what you want to do professionally. And it's just smart to think about that in terms of your dating life and your relationships. Well, a lot of people are dating for completely the wrong reasons. So you should be spinning your wheels if you aren't dating for the right reasons. So it might be a sign. She, uh, Peggy has a really good quote today. <laughs> she just lost your name. For yeah. A <laughs> you know, I love Brene Brown. I'm sure many oh, of our listeners we love, all love Brene, Brene Brown. And she has a quote from the gifts of imperfection. And I'm just going to read the very last part of this uh, about belonging, because I thought this was so, um, spot on for us being, for being single. It's so spot on period for our, for our individuals, for our lives. But I just felt like it really resonated with me being single and our listeners. Um, I think you'll this will resonate too. But it says, because true belonging only happens when we pre- present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world, our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. If we've talked that, about I just, this. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, but I just thought that was so, like in one golden nugget right there. Yeah. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. So if we want to feel like we belong, not so lonely, like we have a place in the world, we have to come to a place of self-acceptance. Yes. So I just wanted to start with that because I thought it was so pertinent. And some of the things we're going to be talking about today have to do with not really things that we might not, not self-acceptance, right. Things that are the opposite of that. Right. And a lot of people will ask, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, well, you're doing a lot of things right. And you know, I, that is a big piece of the puzzle. I think self-acceptance, because I think we tend to hide the things that we don't love about ourselves. And that's not bringing your authentic self to the table. No. And that's courageous to do though. Yeah. But that's Brene Brown. She's all about courage and vulnerability. Oh yeah, for sure. So let's talk about some reasons that people are out there dating. The whys that maybe aren't working so well. That aren't working. <laughs> some bad whys. Why are we? These are not good reasons to be These dating. These are not good reasons to be dating. I'm like the bad whys. I sound like a four-year-old. <laughs> these are the bad, bad whys. whys. Don't do these whys. <laughs> All right. Um, first one, in no particular order, um, just purely that you're lonely, that you're trying to fill up the space in your life. Which that in and of itself, just that is not a good why. No. Like you want the other person to fill up that space for you. Yeah. 
It's like, I'm bored. I have a guy friend who says that. So I'm bored. I'm, I've been bored. So guess what I did? I'm like, you got on mutual. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> so he does that. He's like, you know, I'm kind of off dating for a while. I need to get over this relationship. And then I'll talk to him the next week. And he's like, I've been bored. So guess what I did? <laughs> it's like, you got on mutual. Okay. Lonely and boredom is not a good reason to date. Okay, you need to be filling that empty space for yourself with good things, with service projects and your hobbies and interests and the things that make you a cool person. Loving yourself, making the life, making your life the way you want it. Yes. Um, Next one, shall we move on? Well, the thing I want to say here, too, is that aren't you, if you're lonely, doesn't that put you in a, like a vulnerable position to be, yes, to not see clearly? Yes. Um, this actually does make people, thanks, thanks for coming back to this. This does make people <laughs> uh, more prone to infatuation, where they would attach easily to someone that maybe isn't for them. And we all know if you've listened to anything that our infatuation period is four to five months. And a lot of times a relationship that isn't based on real things will fizzle out in four to five months. Or things that you really, really want. Yeah. It'll fizzle out. You know, if you're just attaching yourself because you're lonely, it's not fulfilling. And and there might be an attraction there, but you're going to, it's just going to fizzle out. It's just, it's science. Yeah. For some reason we're wired that way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's kind of like this hole inside of you, you know, yes, you might be lonely and you might go out and you might find companionship, but if you're finding that companionship to fill a hole in yourself, that's going to cause problems. It it really does. And so just make sure, make sure you're filling your time and space with good, healthy things. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. Low self-esteem. Now, most Mm. people don't walk around thinking, I have low (laughs) self-esteem. You know, most people are pretty cool with themselves on the surface level. But (laughs) here's some things. Um, Low self-esteem. I don't love me, so you're looking for someone to love. You know, I don't love me, so you need to love me. You fill this hole Mm -hmm. in me because I don't love me. Yes. And so they're looking to fill that space. So I don't feel good about myself, but if you tell me I'm beautiful or if you tell me I, I fill this hole in you, then... I can feel good, good about myself. Yeah. And that'll work for a little while. A, a little while. But it yeah. won't sustain. Yeah. It won't be um, sustainable. Yeah. You're looking for someone to make you happy. Maybe it's like you're at this level of low self-esteem where you're just not happy with anything. And we all know our relationship's going to make you happy for a little bit, right? Because we have all these great hormones and chemicals flowing through us. But when you hear people say, oh, he or she just didn't make me happy. It's like, that's a big responsibility to put on someone else. Right. You know, if someone's not making you happy, well, that's on you. Yeah. You need to make you happy first. Yes. Or um, you don't think you can do things on your own. I'm going to put that in the category of low self-esteem, that you have no confidence in yourself to really accomplish the things, paying your bills and doing the yard work or taking out the garbage or what, you know, the things that you don't want to do on your own. That's reaching out in fear. Yes. That's living your life in fear, reaching out, praying and hoping that someone else will... Fill in that gap and rescue you. Yeah. You don't need to be rescued. You need to be in a place where you don't need to be rescued. Right. Right. And that's Jesus' place anyway. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We need to be rescued. You're a Jesus person. Yes. That's Jesus' job. (laughs) You're going to the wrong person if it's not yourself or Jesus, right? Right. All right. Um, Looking for validation. Mm. And I'm going to say, you know... 
you're looking for someone to prove maybe your ex wrong. Oh, validation in that way. Like, see, they were so wrong because I'm lovable. Yes, I'm lovable and somebody wants me. Yes, Mm. I have to prove my ex wrong. Or your dad or your mom or your brother or a friend. Or if you're proving someone wrong by getting into a relationship for that kind of validation, Mm -mm. we're going to say don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, you've had this one, this next one here. Yeah. People keep telling you, people you need keep, to. Yes, people keep t- I was 37 when Jeff died. And I remember a week after the funeral, my father-in-law reaches out and he was very concerned about us in the very beginning and probably took us out to lunch maybe every other week. And he brought his mom along who was 90s. Well, she was, she was in her late 80s at the time, but very physically fit and adorable. And they sat across from me at Arctic Circle and the kids were playing and he goes, you think you'll remarry? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like a week after the funeral. And grandma goes, oh, I think you should. You're too young to be single for the rest of your life. But yeah, everybody was concerned. Are you dating? You should be dating. Why aren't you dating? Yeah, you get to decide that for yourself when it's yeah. time for you to date. Yeah. Now, I know of I know of people that have been nudged by like a bishop or a, a child, a, an adult child going, it's time, mom, it's time yeah. for you to go out and date. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you should go and try. And that's something to think about and say, you know what, maybe it is time, but that's your decision. Right. Not, you don't do it for someone else because they think you should. Yeah, someone was talking about... Um, dreading family reunions when you're single. Oh, <laughs> so everybody's like, you're too cute to be alone. You get yourself out there or, you know, all, all the cousins and all the aunties and uncles and everything telling you, you get out there and you go get busy and date, you know, you go find someone. Like it's that, like it's that easy. I'm so grateful that you're concerned. Thank you very much. And just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then you make the decision on your own and maybe it nudges you and you're like, you know what? You know what? I really, I really think it's time. That's good. That's okay. That's your decision. But don't be doing it because you're getting all this pressure. To please people. To please people. There you go. Yeah. We just talked about people (laughs) People pleasing pleasing last week. (laughs) Um, The next one, marriage is your normal. And so you just think to make things normal again, you need to go out and get married. When in fact, there's so much uncomfortable to sit in after (laughs) having been married for so long and to come into the singles world. There is, but at the same time, it's such a beautiful opportunity at the same time. Absolutely. To be, you know, be somebody. We get so caught up in being a spouse and, uh, you know, a parent that it's like, oh my gosh, this is my opportunity to be me a little bit more. And to maybe make some choices I never had before. Yeah. For yourself, which is super empowering. Oh, yeah. And just to create your own idea, uh, identity, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not half of this partnership anymore. You know, who do I want to be? And that is, I just think it's a lovely opportunity in a bad situation. You, you know? know, this reminds me of our interview with Ty Mansfield a couple of weeks back when he talked about he was in a place where he loved his life and he was really happy with who he, he was and he would invite only want to invite a woman in that was, you know, going to make his life better. Or Camille Frank, Frank Olson, he talked about her. She didn't marry until she was after 50 and she was a professor and she loved her life. And she's the one that said to him, um, 
they got to be pretty cool. They got to be pretty <laughs> awesome yeah. because my life is really great. Yes. And she did get married in, in her, her 50s. 50s. Yes. So, you know, they got to be pretty awesome to step into my life because I love my life. And that's where it's such a good place to start from yes. is loving your life. Well, and, and then just not needing, got. not feeling like you need that other person, you know, yeah. it's like marriage was your new normal and now it's time to create yeah, or your old normal. It's time to create a new normal where, you know, you feel good about yourself and your life and your identity. Yeah. And you can be happy that yeah. you know, you're happy in, in and of yourself and in your life and you know, what's, what's, what you've built that you're happy and bringing that to relationship means you have more capacity to love the other person yes, and them to love you. Yeah. From where yeah. you guys are. And you want a good fit with the person that you really want to be in that you're becoming, you know, Absolutely. and that's going to be different. That's going to be different than your old life with somebody else. Right. You're still getting rid of that old life, whether it was divorce or, or widowhood, widowhood or, or whatever yeah. that yeah. is. It's like, there's gotta be a new normal so, yeah. and someone's got to fit the new forward. Mm-hmm. The new normal. Yep. All right. Um, Another reason is that you like to be needed. Now, we just talked about people pleasing in the last episode. And some people really think that this whole needed thing, you know, I need to be needed is a thing. (laughs) It's not a thing. Well, that was what Ty said about um, oh, Man- yes. Danielle. Yes. Na- Danielle, when when they met, who is now his wife, um, when they met, uh, he she lo- looked through his apartment and everything was clean and neat. He had all the linens. He had everything all out, and she was like, "Yes." And she really got serious. It was like, "I don't know why would why you would need me." And she realized that she really felt value in relationship when she felt needed yes. to like take care of the linen closet and buy all of these the, things the and take care of the, you and know, and, 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 yeah, yes. and all of that. And Ty already had that. And he was like, no, I love you. I, you know, I yeah, want, I don't need you. I, I want, want you. you. I want to give love to you. And you know, so yeah. they kind of went through a little process, but that, she, that kind of triggered her a little bit, you know, and what, what she was leaning on in her relationships was that being needed being needed was validating for right. her. yeah so she overcame it and they did get married they and did get married to yes. cute family um which episode is that is that two away is i think it, it was if you haven't listened to ty ty mansfield's interview i think it's 40 let's see 46 i was gonna say yeah that is a must that is a, a must, must. List. it that was, was so, so incredible all right moving on my ex got married so I need to go out and get married or all my friends are dating. So I need to be dating. Comparison. Yes. Comparison is a killer. Yes. It, it just is. It's, it isn't a great way to live your life. It's by comparing your life to other people. And I know it's super hard. I, that's hard for me. Yeah. I have to constantly check myself on that. But Yeah. Not because other people are getting married. Not a good reason. No. If your ex gets married, you can feel bad for that lady, that <laughs> guy. <laughs> right? or, or feel good that they've got the right person now or whatever or the case may be. Hopefully it's the right person. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So reasons why people get into relationships that shouldn't. <laughs> there you go. Right. All right. So Peggy found this great... Uh, you know, I information. Yeah. You know what? I think this is a really great, like, if you don't know how to find your why, 
these are, we've told you things that, you know, don't do this, you know, don't right. base it on these things, you know. So why, why are you dating? How can you, you know, gauge or is there an exercise you can do to help figure out what your why is? And so we're going to kind of move forward with that right now. And to find your why, you need to have self-awareness. You need to practice self-awareness. Yes. And we've been talking about this the whole time. Right. You know, all these things that we're talking about are ways you can be self-aware of what you're doing and how you're moving through life and through your dating life. So, and one of the best ways to really become aware is to journal. Yes. To do some journaling, ask yourself questions and write your thoughts and feelings. You can even do this as a practice. We're not saying you shouldn't be dating if you don't know your why, right? but be thinking about it and maybe journal a little bit about, you know, why am I going on this date with this guy? Or why am I going on this date with this girl? Why have I been attracted to her? Why are, you know, right. And then journal afterwards. Yes. Things a little that bit. you really liked and things that you didn't particularly like. Well, and how you showed up. Yes. And it's this like, is self-awareness. Did, did, did you like yourself? Did yeah. you like yourself around this person? Or have you been dating someone three or four times and it's like, oh, you know what? I really don't. I think I feel like they want me in the shadows or they want me here. And I, I feel like I need to not be myself or yeah. not show up in the way I always show up. And so, um, you know, I always feel like... Um, I intimidate men a little bit. And so they're trying to knock me down a little, mm. like knock me down a few notches. And so I'm, <laughs> I, I'm very aware of that at this point, but I've been dating for many years. <laughs> we won't put a number on it. <laughs> many, many, many years. And so I've noticed that though, that all of a sudden when I start feeling knocked down, it's like, oh, okay, well, you're not for me. But journaling really does help because you're a different person than when you were dating before. And you're mm -hmm. going to want different things. And you're going to like different things. So journaling is really just a good way to kind of keep track. And you know what? When you journal, go back and read what you're journaling. Don't just yes. journal it and leave that, yeah. you know. Oh, it's such a powerful tool. Yeah. Journaling is such a powerful tool. Okay, so let's look at some things. Um We've got, I've got a list of like eight or nine things. Um, your values, what are your values? These are going to help you figure out your why, right? Yeah. So like how you like, conduct yourself. Yeah. How you I conduct think. yourself. Like your values are like your personal code of conduct. And yes. I'm not just talking about the church commandments. I'm talking about your values, core beliefs. They, they, they guide your actions, behaviors, and your interactions in the world. So there's plenty of stuff on the internet about values. I do an exercise with my clients about values that I love. I think it's kind of, it's different than your strengths. And I think it's, um, I think it's a little challenging sometimes to figure out, but it's worth doing that because, because you can look at your relationships and go now, did these add to my values? Are they a part? Yes. Did this person bring more of my value, respect my values? Am I living yes. true to my values in this relationship with this person? They need to either fit in or support. You know? yeah, yeah, right. So knowing your values is, gonna, values is going to be really important. Another one is your motivation. So your motivations are the actions you feel compelled to take that express your why. Yeah. So the things that you're really compelled to take, the actions that you want to take, help to express your why. For example, I know when I started dating, and still this is true, my dating journey has been one of personal growth. And I knew from the very beginning that I was learning about myself and that that was a lot of my motivation was 
how am I showing up here? What is this like? Right. You know, and um, so you can look at your motivations without like getting pressure from the outside or anything like that. Um, I don't know if that makes sense in dating, but just. Well, if, if most of your motivations are healthy. Right. If, if you're motivated in healthy directions, hopefully that's that's showing up in your dating as well. You know, yeah. I'm motivated now. I'm motivated, you know, body, mind, and spirit. You know, right. I'm motivated to do to do more at church, to to learn more at church. I'm motivated more to exercise and eat better. And so, hopefully, all your motivations are all in the same direction. And yeah. and so, you know, you're that way with your dating, right? As well. And there there are also actions that you enjoy a lot. They make you feel really satisfied. So those yeah. are your motivations. So that's just a way to kind of check and see what they are. Your passions. So your interests, the things right. that, that, that make you, you <laughs> that, yeah, that constantly leave you wanting like, Oh man, I want more of that. I want to, I want to do this more. This was, you know, this really like ignites my, my intellect or ignites yes. my, my joy or whatever it is. Um, so what are you passionate about? Yeah. And how does another person fit into this? Yeah. How does another person fit into that? Do they ignite that as well? Do you come together and you feel this passion together? Yes. And I'm not talking about just physical passion. No. I'm talking about interests and yeah, hobbies, interests and, and, hobbies and all those things, you, that, you things that make you happy. tick, things that make yeah. you joyful. Um, next one is your strengths. So the, like I said, these are different than your values. Your strengths are the things that you came to the planet with. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple of places you can, can go online where you can get a strengths test. And it, um, one of them is strengths, strength finder 2.0. And that was the first one I took. And then there's the VIA Institute and they'll help you figure out. And I think for a small fee, or I think you just have to buy the book for strengths finder, um, but they'll help you figure out what your strengths are. And this is like really great to go into a relationship yeah, if understanding. You don't know, but hopefully right. you do understand your strengths. Yeah, they are your natural tendencies, um, the things talents, that you lean to, your the things and that, gifts that Heavenly Father um, gave you. Yeah. For, for example, my highest strength is spirituality or belief. Yeah. And one test that said belief and one said spirituality. And that's just, I believe everything has a purpose and we all have a purpose and that everything's connected. Yes. That's such a big part of who I am. So I, knowing that helps me understand my why, which is, you know, I, I want to be a part of something that's really connected. I want to find a relationship where, you know, that's deeply spiritual and that has belief as a foundation. So but you know that because you know your strengths. Because I know my strengths. Yeah, and that right? really does help you help guide you in a good direction. Is you know you're looking for a person who matches that or who supports that. Right. Yes. So now, if you're thinking, oh, how do I do this? You know, these are these are things you can do. But part of that is to take some action, to experiment, do some self-experimenting, yeah. and just see how this. How this works in dating as you learn about your your yourself as you're dating, doing the journaling we were talking about. Think about these things about about your why. Um, it enables you to challenge your assumptions. So you might be making assumptions about yourself, yeah. about other people, about how you're supposed to show up in your dating relationships. Well, and I, Ty talked about this as well, talking about um, the romantic ideas we have. Hmm. 
you know, and of <laughs> yes. course all girls love a little romance. We love the flowers and stuff, but well, the guys you know, do too. I you mean, know, guys like to give that. I have you know, so oh, many yeah, guys and, that are super romantic. Yeah. And it's like, is that, is that where our focus is? You right. know, is that, you know, and it shouldn't be. I mean, that's like, that's the icing on the cake. We need to not mistake the icing for the cake. Absolutely. And I think asking yourself some questions as you're dating and saying, am I making an assumption here? Yes. Am I stopping myself from having the kind of relationship I want by assuming he has to be this way or assuming I need to show up this way? Yes. Assuming that I've got to do this, that, or the other. Right. So just, you know, self-inquiry such a good thing yes and this takes us right to the next one which is track your thoughts which goes back to To writing yes yeah and you just in your single experience you cannot go wrong with journaling so the thing is that you're going to be able to track your thoughts Mm -hmm. and if you go over time you can look back at your patterns right right so I'm the highlighter so uh, I'm the journaler and the highlighter so I like to highlight my mistakes And that sounds bad because we need to forget about our mistakes, but we don't need to forget about our mistakes. We need to know what our mistakes have been so that we don't do them again. This is part of the uh self-awareness. Because if you're journaling and you're highlighting your mistakes and it's the same mistake over and over and over again, Hmm. it's a problem. (laughs) Then then you kind of go, oh, maybe I need some help with this. This is why I'm such an advocate of (laughs) Well, the thing is that you will start to see... um, um, your thinking patterns, like yes. you were talking yes. about, if you, and maybe even the positive will come out. Maybe yes. you, as you write, you'll start to go, oh my gosh, here's my why. It's right in my journal, right? You right. keep seeing it over and over and over again. Well, I like to mark my scriptures and um, I had the same Book of Mormon for years and it got lost in one of our moves. But at different times in your life, if you mark your scriptures in different colors, mm-hmm. you find different things that you needed at the time, Right. Right. And so it's it's kind of fun to do that. So I, I do the different colored highlighters, <laughs> you know. It's like this was a really good thing. Like Mark Star, <laughs> this right here. The yellow is the mistakes. Oh, and okay. and honestly, if you if you've made some mistakes, write how you would do it different. You know, yeah. correct that mistake so that you're not doing that again. Because there's a lot of people spinning their wheels out there and dating and not getting what's going on. And there's no mm. self-reflection. There's there's none of the things we talked about, you know? If you ask people what is, you know, what are your values? Can they spit out five or M- six of most, their values? Most people couldn't tell you. Pro- probably couldn't. But you need to be aware of that. And you need to be watching for the same. You know what? This puts, this puts more power in your yes. court. Because... Because you you have more control over the direction of your dating life. And I think so much of what people hate about dating is they feel like it's out of control and they don't have yeah. any power and they can't. So I think this is really, really important. And it it's, you know, the journaling thing can't be overstated the importance of it. I just, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I have journals from my marriage and even before in my high school years and I was able to go back and highlight those areas when I was in trauma and really could see more clearly what had happened in my marriage. It was super, super valuable. By the way, I was taught to journal in Young Women's. And at the time I was like, this is kind of... But I just did it because (laughs) I kind of wanted to do it. But it's so powerful and such an important 
important things to do. And this, we're going to go into our next part, which is analyzing the thread of your dating life. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a, what an idea. So you get to look back over the course of your dating and look at some of the common threads. And here are some of the reasons to do that. Um, or things that you can look for. So you can look for the reason you were drawn to the people you dated. Yes. So why were you drawn to them? And this will help maybe to answer some of the questions like the things that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Am right. I doing these things? Yes. Is it's like, this, is it a repeated pattern of a repeated unhealthy pattern? Yeah. And maybe there's, uh, th- hopefully there's some positive things in there too. Um, the reasons you were drawn to people, you can go, oh yeah, I want more of that. Yes. Okay. So your most rewarding experiences. So you can analyze those things that were most rewarding to you. I have to do this as we're talking. I haven't done this yet, but I, I really need to do this. I think this is going to be super valuable. Okay. And the next thing is positive feedback from friends and family that gave that they gave you about how you showed up when you were with someone. Yes. Have you ever had that where yes. family or friends say, Hey, you know, and maybe they're not directly saying, I like you better when you're with that guy oh, right, or whatever. Right. But, but I mean, maybe that has some merit for you. And it's, right. a, it's a way you can explore. Right. Um, look at circumstances that made you feel good about yourself. In the relationship. Right. Or in the date. Yeah. Yes. And what was that about? Yes. Yes. Is it because they were matching your energy or is it because they were giving you a compliment because there's a deficit? Yeah. Analyze that. What is that? What is that for you? That felt really good because they validated something that I love about myself. Yeah. Or they validated something that's lacking in myself. It's time to analyze. Yeah. And then maybe mark down, look at your favorite aspects of dating. Let's make this an enjoyable journey, right? Yes. Too many people say, oh, have to go out in the dating world. But, you know, fine. You know, maybe there were times when you were dating someone and you were just having a lot of fun just dating. Yeah. You know, but just look at your fa- the, your favorite aspects of dating. I mean, it can propel you forward in a more positive way. Yeah. I think. Um, so these are simple ways to dig a little deeper to try and discover your why from your own journey right yeah make sure it's a good and healthy yeah (laughs) it's a good and healthy why yeah and you could you know if you're courageous enough and if you trust your inner circle an inner circle asking your inner circle those are people you trust naturally right so um maybe they have some insight for you yeah um about yourself when you're dating yeah because other people are going to see patterns that you don't see in yourself Right. You know, it's like, what, why are you so on edge when you're around that person, you know, or why are you so relaxed when you're not around that person? People notice stuff like that. Right. So there are some things that you can do to try and discover your why in dating and take your power back. Last week when we said, we talked about, (laughs) we talked about people pleasing and how to take your power back. This is another way to be feel powerful and when we feel powerful we feel good about ourselves and good about our choices yeah and you can you can enjoy your dating life more not just because you're dating someone that you're really in love with or that you're crazy about or that makes you feel like this or that ever but because overall you have a plan you have a purpose in your dating and you're heading in a positive direction for yeah. you and you know I mean you're going to take the good with the bad and you're going to have really good experiences that maybe don't work out and you're going to have bad experiences and hopefully that's obvious and you can move along 
you know? And so it's all just a process. Yeah. You know, but we just need to make sure that, that our why is not an unhealthy reason. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks, Peggy. It's always awesome to talk to you. (laughs) I love Mondays. (laughs) All right. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.